coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. Artists seem to get in the way of the music. Get out of the way of the music. You're listening to Time to Talk Australia, and you can find our podcast on all great podcasting services, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Type in Time to Talk Australia. Well, I hope you've been having a fantastic week like I have. There's been (laughs) plenty to eat up, to lap up, and to enjoy. And isn't it fantastic to see our Kylie back on top where she belongs, proving to the world yet again that she is a musical force, an absolute source of musical pleasure for everyone. Now, we still don't know what Padam Padam means. Some of you will claim you know it means heartbeat. I can't find any verifiable evidence of that. Is it just meant to be a sound? Padam, padam, padam. Or is it actually a word that means something? I've done my research. I can only find that it's something to do with French people not wanting to sleep with their wives. That's about the best I can come up with. But nonetheless, padam, padam, chiggy wiggy. Just one of those things, I guess, that we have to accept is now in the Kylie vernacular. Padam, padam, I mean, what an amazing track this is. I said it in the last podcast that a lot of you are comparing it to Can't Get You Out of My Head in terms of the brilliance in its simplicity. What about the video clip? Amazing. Uh, Not quite what I expected, I have to say. It It wasn't what I had in my head, but that's what we do when we listen to the song first. We sometimes create a bit of an image in our head about what to expect, but pretty much flawless Kylie in this. Um... Sophie Muller, she's um, an incredible and well-known and very respected and admired uh, video director. Now, she's got a massive resume dating back to the 80s. She's British, as I understand it, but she's done a lot of work with Annie Lennox, produced a lot of her video clips. She produced uh, that funny song by Sinead O'Connor, not the big one, Uh, The Emperor's New Clothes, I think it was. She directed the fantastic video for Stay by Shakespeare's sister, I believe it was. Uh, So, look, she's... And her resume is huge. So Kylie was in really good hands here. It was shot in LA. Now, if you're a fan like me, the first thing that would have grabbed you about this is, hmm, that room is very familiar. And if you're like me as well, you would have done a bit of freeze framing around this to see if it was deliberately a reference to the dancing video. But from what I can see, it's really not. I mean, look, it's got a small funny TV, but it's a different TV. It's got that funny piece of art deco on the wall, but it's different from the dancing video. I checked. What's going on with the mug? Choreography. Really cool choreography. Again, I think they were trying to channel a little bit of 
can't get you out of my head. It's sort of totally camp, totally ridiculous, out of context, you know, dances like that in all those different settings. Um, but really cool choreography that even an amateur can pick up if you really, really try. Some of it's quite amusing. Go on, give it a go. Please do. <laughs> There's the one where you sort of flutter your hand on your chest and then you've got to put out your chicken wings and you've got to go right down like the birdie dance almost. It's quite fun. It doesn't look like much on the screen, but when you try to do it, well, it's amusing to say the least. I truly thought, even from the moment I heard the leak of Padam Padam, I thought this has got US appeal written all over it. And it might not be a coincidence that she has launched her lead single in a way she never has in her entire career, not even during Fever. She's starting in the USA. As we all know, she's about to perform at the finale of American Idol. And I am absolutely chuffed by this. The fact that she believes that this could be uh, at least a minor US hit. From what I've heard of the rest of the album, I don't know if Tension is going to be uh, one of those that translates into the US market. Padam Padam is an exception to that. Um, green Light, Hands, uh, they may translate. Could be wrong. Hope I'm wrong. Hope Tension's a great US hit. And she's certainly putting all the effort in, right? So in that spirit, I did ask on Facebook um, in preparation for today's podcast, if you could play just one song to an American music lover who didn't know Kylie, and there are plenty of those, unfortunately, what would that one song be? Now, the criteria was not your favourite song, but a song that might convert them into a Kylie fan. If there's one thing about us Kylie fans, it's that we are always carrying out conversion therapy on others. bit ironic, really, isn't it? So these are some of the things that we said. Mark Jardine, I think it's pronounced, and Mark, boy, you're a controversial little figure. Keep it up. He suggested tightrope. James Shepard, confide in me, and that had a number of likes. So confide in me was a real up there um, favourite for converting the Americans. Soul on fire. Thanks, Simon, our friend Simon, friend of the show. Soul on fire? Hmm. I love it. Would it convert an American? I don't think they'd get it, frankly. Not sophisticated enough. Wayne Warburton. Uh, the Yanks love their ballads and big voices. So probably dangerous game or put yourself in my place. To be fair, put yourself in my place is one of my favourite Kylie songs too. And that had a number of likes as well. Yep, you could be right there, Wayne. Um, another friend of the show, Mark Fletcher. Mark, so when you wrote Glad to be Alive, dismissed at once. Leave the room, please. Red-Blooded Woman, that's Anthony. Now, Anthony, that's interesting. It had a number of likes as well. And back in the day, I don't know, Anthony, um, if you were a fan when Body Language was released, but one of the things a lot of us railed against at the time was the pandering to the American market of that album. Anyway, Red-Blooded Woman, um, we do know, didn't really have an impact, is my point, in the US back in the day. Padam, padam. Thank you, John. Uh, goes stands to reason, doesn't it? Padam Padam could be the one. Get out of my way. Had quite a few mentions. Helen, I love your suggestion of Time Bomb. That's uh, Helen Lysakis, I believe. Helen also said Dance Floor Darling. 
and change your mind and time bomb again. Thanks, Helen. Lots of different suggestions there. Ian Morick's time bomb and Nick Everett was suggesting slow. Again, I find it interesting that the ones that were tested already in the US are coming up. What, have we come full circle maybe? Is it body language sound coming back into vogue? Maybe it is. Kayleen Andrews had lots of support for her suggestion of The One. In my humble opinion, she says it's the best Kylie track ever. I love the production, the heart, the Kylie written lyrics. A newbie won't recognise it, but it certainly won't be forgotten, she says. Zeus Jupiter, you listen to the show a fair bit. Love Affair from the Fever album. Interesting pick. The Freemasons mix of The One. Thank you, Paul. Wanting to be very specific there. Craig B. Groff Smith, Ocean Blue. Good song, Craig, but no, that just wouldn't crack the charts. Anywhere, really, to be honest. It's not a top 10 hit. Stars, although, Craig, slap on hand for me. That wasn't the brief, was it? The brief was, let's convert a fan, not let's make an impact on the charts. So forgive me. Stars, absolutely not. Michael C. Cohen. Sorry, that wouldn't convert anybody. Christopher Aaron Slade, what do I have to do? I've always had this um, little fantasy of what do you, what do I have to do being updated in an American style. For some reason, that sticks out as a possibility for me. Shocked and what do I have to do? Americanized. Imagine that. I think it would be fantastic. Um, and modernized as well, obviously. Update. Update the, um, get Kylie to sing it again. Get in the studio, Kylie. Redo, redo the vocals. Jesse Rodriguez right here, right now. Um, I believe you'd probably be talking um, about the more recent version of that, not the one off the Let's Get To It album. And there were many, many more suggestions, and I so appreciate that you all took part in that How to Convert a US Fan. Sometimes amateurs know best. And a lack of professionalism is all you'll hear on the Time to Talk show. Join Tim and his panel of guests as they wade their way through a range of news, music, and pop culture treats. Time to Talk, the show hosted by amateurs for unprofessional listeners. I'm absolutely dying to see the live performance on American Idol. Now, will the popularity translate into chart positions? We had this discussion in the last podcast, didn't we? We talked about if we care about chart positions anymore. And I accused all of you of lying if you pretended you didn't care about the success, commercial success of a Kylie single. At the time of recording this podcast, the official video is just on the cusp of breaking through its first million views. I have a feeling that most of those million views would be repeat, because when you, when you watch it once, you're going to watch it more than once, right? So can you halve that? Is it actually 500,000 individual viewers, possibly? Look, it's been described as hypnotic and electro, sleek, thumping, catchy as hell, dance pop. It's been described as euphoric, um, unmistakable, techno pop. Uh, look, for me, I said at the moment I heard that low quality, I just screamed it from the rooftops. This is the most addictive 
Kylie song we've had in 20 years. It's been absolutely acclaimed across the board. Have you heard anyone say anything bad about Padam Padam? I bet you haven't. We're getting people going, oh, wow, yeah. Oh, wow, this is good. Gee, that's catchy. Um, some people, the only criticism I've heard, and it was very mild, is that it's a little bit, her vocals might be a bit overproduced. But gee whiz, that's a bit of a low blow. It's, I mean, that it fits into exactly what this song's trying to do. And what do you think? Does it sound very contemporary? Is it 2023? Does it sound like what you'd expect to hear on the charts these days? Not too sure if this is true, but apparently the mid-week sales for Padam Padam in the UK, it means it's peaking at number eight at the moment. Now, those of you who listened to the leak will know that there is a difference in that chorus, which has taken me a while to get used to. Take Off All My Clothes was repeated twice in the demo that we were all listening to when we shouldn't have been and now it's and get to know me close I guess they just wanted to a lot of people said it was to make it less x-rated or you know r-rated but that's ridiculous because they kept in the line of take off all my clothes it's just to break up the um, the monotony a little bit I think and as for all the headlines this has been happening to Kylie since tears on my pillow and especially better the devil you know onwards where they say it's going to be her sexiest and raciest piece of work ever did you hear that before it was actually released everyone's saying it's the steamiest song she's ever released and the video oh it's going to be r-rated what rubbish we all know kylie she has a very firm line in the sand around that Uh, And I'd heard the low-quality leak at that point, so, you know, it's certainly sexy and it's sultry, but, gee, look look at her back catalogue. Can you think, like me, of plenty of songs that are a lot more risque than Padam Padam? And I would love for you to leave a comment about this. What do you think of this rumour that it was meant to be a collaboration with Dua Lipa? Is that true, do you think? Or does just people make up crap? Because I have a feeling it's the latter. Really, I can't even imagine this song being a collaboration. It's too short, isn't it, for a start? And then the additional rumour is that you can, if you listen carefully or play it backwards or put your fingers in your ears while you listen, you can hear Dua Lipa in the background doing backup vocals. Load of old tosh, I think. And have you, like me, noticed the approach she's taking? Where is she, right? I love the fact that she's keeping herself a bit mysterious. I don't know if that is the plan moving forward. I really hope it is. Less interviews. Don't humanise yourself during the period of Padam Padam because it's mysterious and ethereal and you seem supernatural. Stay that way. Be everywhere. But don't say a word. Now, in the last podcast, I said that the entire album was about to leak. And my goodness, I've been torn apart for for suggesting that 
called a liar, an exaggerator, all kinds of things. Um, very mixed reaction on that topic. And look, I understand that. A lot of you don't want it to leak. And a lot of you think that I was just saying it to be controversial. Not true. There have been a super truckload of leaks from her back catalogue, starting from around X forwards. I think there's been uh, full demos leaked from every era. Are you a bit like me, though, and wish that we didn't get some of it? Rose is a Rose is the one that's sticking out for me at the moment. I'm loving the disco track, even though I understand fully why they left it off the album. And there's a track that talks about a million dollars, and it's swirling around in my head. I love the tune, but I don't know what it's called. There's just so much. You must be the same as me, and trying to deal with this deluge in some sort of methodical way. It's like, wow, I've been dreaming of this day forever where all this stuff would just come through. Not necessarily all at once, by the way, Um, but here it is. Are you wading your way through, trying to sort out, okay, here's a basket for the ones I want to keep listening to. Here's a basket for the ones I'll probably never listen to again. It's sort of fun, right? Uh, So tell me. Uh, which one of the tracks you're loving at the moment? One of the leak, which one of the leaked tracks are you spinning on high rotation? I would love to know because depending on your taste, some of those demos are going to mean a lot to you and some of them are going to be trash, to be honest. So to go back to that idea that I said the whole Tension album was about to leak, well, that was part of it. Part of the rationale for, for making that statement was my God, someone has... And and do you agree with this? Somebody very close to Kylie and her team have done this piece of work. This isn't someone who just received a CD previewing some demos back in the day. That's not what's going on here. This feels personal. It feels like somebody close to the team. In fact, you'd almost guess it has to be, right? And... It feels like malice. Put it this way, if you're raiding a closet and there's something in there that you really enjoy, if you were a fan, and you sneak it out and you share it, that's one thing. But it's another thing to raid the closet and just chuck everything out the window and onto the street. And that's what this feels like. It's a reckless leakage of Kylie's back catalogue. Really personal work that has been under lock and key. So I think I'm quite justified in saying that Tension will leak well before September. Every song on Tension, the deluxe version, mind you, has had a sample at least leak. It's intriguing because there are some people who seem to be in the know that say that this was quite deliberate from Kylie's camp. But if that's true, it defies all the logic of marketing, doesn't it? We're in May at the time of recording this. The album isn't out till September. I understand the concept of doing a sampler before a release of an album, particularly to rouse the fan base, because that's where you start. You rouse your fan base who start sharing, talking, getting excited. But 
four months away? I believe those TikTok samples were not deliberate. I believe they were leaks. And so therefore, my statement that the whole album will drop well before September is based on the fact that somebody out there has the samples. They definitely have the full tracks too. I'd love to know what you think of that. Is it a problem? Do they need to change the whole campaign? Will it damage the sales? Congratulations, by the way, if you're one of those fans who put up photos of your collections um, onto social media. I love looking at those. I zoom in. I look at every every CD, which country it was printed in or released in. I love it. Um, so collectors, well done. I do find it a shame that they release so many versions of the one album, though, and make it quite hard for collectors to keep up. It does seem like a money grab. Okay, and the final topic today is what should single number two be? Don't scream at me. Don't scream at me. Let's just enjoy single number one. Let's enjoy Padam Padam. Yes, I I agree with you. I, I really do. Let's do that. But if you're listening to some of the other tracks, you must be starting to wonder what single will come next and what should come next. For me, uh, it's really straightforward. It should be Hands. I absolutely love Hands. It's got that little tiny reference, I suppose, to Take Me Home, One Boy Girl, all those times that Kylie's had a stab at rapping. She doesn't quite rap here. I immediately thought of Doja Cat the first time I heard it. Should it be released just because it's my favourite? That's always the question. But if they're going to go down this American track, it could be a really good choice. I love Greenlight as well. But everyone seems to be saying that single number two will be Hold On To Now. Now, I love this track. I really do. But I, I just don't see it as as... as a strong follow-up to Badam Badam. Do you? It's so different for a start. So even if it was better than what I think it is, I still don't think it's the right choice to follow up Padam Padam. They need to do something with a little more um, oomph and mystery. So please let me know of what you've heard so far, what should the next single be? And I already predict a lot of you are going to be saying Tension. I'm not sold on Tension yet, but as you know, you start listening to an album, some come out strong and then others come racing through the pack, right? So I might swing around to Tension. I'm not sold on it just yet. I certainly wouldn't put it out as a single, at least the way I'm feeling right now. But I need to know from you, what is single number two? What should it be? Remembering that there's a lot riding on this. Padam Padam has kicked us off with a bang. We need something really, really strong to follow it up and a great video clip as well. As always, thank you so much for listening to the show. We will keep up um, fairly regular podcasts as we move through the Tension campaign. If you'd like to join, if you have a computer with a microphone, you can. Bit of a shout out to Danny as well, who's about to start hosting a new show in the UK. I think it's called I Kissed a Boy. And she has a new track out, which is apparently the the theme song for the television show as well. Uh, I've listened to it. Uh, I think I might have listened to a bad quality. It feels like the music really drowns out her vocals. And I wasn't 
really drawn on it, but Padam Padam has had me distracted, if I'm going to be honest. So I'm going to go back to the Danny new track and have a listen to that and see if it will grow on me like mould. Keep sending your messages, keep leaving your comments, and if you're listening to us via social media, go to one of those podcast apps and look us up time to talk australia you can subscribe to the channel and that way you'll get updates when we put out new episodes because there is no regularity here we are not eating all brand we just go with the flow take care